of the Kutu Muay Thai podcast is brought to you by PMTLifestyle.com, authentic Muay Thai lifestyle by Kutu. Definitely go check out the website at PMTLifestyle.com for some awesome lifestyle merchandise that's for those of you out there either involved in Muay Thai, looking at getting involved in Muay Thai, and embrace a healthier lifestyle to live the life of Nak Muay. Go check it out. This is Jonathan over at the Kutu Muay Thai podcast. Today is Saturday, February 5th. Just squeezing in a quick podcast with our friend who's visiting in from Concord, California, Mr. Tony DeSouza. So tune in, just squeeze in a little podcast with him, and I hope you enjoy his story. Hey, I'm here at Putu Muay Thai Santa Barbara with uh, Coach Tony DeSouza from Concord, California, right? Correct. Yeah, what's your academy's name? DG Combat Sports Club. DG Combat Sports Club. Awesome, man. Uh, thanks for stopping by. You taught like a guest class today. I know Coach Ryan can't put you on the spot. Really appreciate it, man. No problem. Yeah, so what? what's the reason, like, uh, why do you like Muay Thai? Muay Thai was a natural progression for me from traditional martial arts. As I found, I didn't like forms and stuff like that so much, so I started <laughs> to get to the point where I liked the punching, I liked the drills, I liked the contact, I liked the practical application, and Muay Thai having such a well-rounded set of, of, of techniques it drew me there um, at the time so that, that's kind of where things organically ended up awesome and then so like uh, talking about that Tony real quick uh, you did what, what other martial arts did you do um, started off just doing karate Okinawan karate and then um, I did eagle claw kung fu I did some wing chun uh, my dad is from Hong Kong, so he had an influence on that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I went and started doing um, kickboxing and Thai boxing uh, after that. And that's just, it's just kind of where it went. It's like as, as I got, I'd show up for all the sparring classes at the traditional martial arts places, and I'd never show up for uh, all the, the form classes. So I was like a really good, good <laughs> I was good at sparring, but I couldn't do a form to save my life. Which in traditional martial arts is very important, yeah? Correct. Yeah. Very correct. So uh, how long have you been doing martial arts for? Uh, my dad started me when I was four. Four so years old? I am Damn. about to be 48, so I guess 44 years. Damn. Damn, son. I'm jealous. <laughs> so this is like something, you know, do you know who uh, Bob Carmel is? He's the head of the USMTA out in Arizona. Yes, yes yeah. I am familiar with, so with his name, but not he, ca- he came from the same thing, the oldest school guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, it was like you did all these other martial arts, Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Karate, like mm-hmm. seeing these things. Then like fucking Muay Thai came around. Mm-hmm. How were you introduced to Muay Thai? Uh, initially, there was a gentleman in Concord who was teaching it out of the bottom of a church. Shit. So. That's like a Muay Thai church, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, uh, Daniel, Daniel Docto. Daniel, oh, I know who he is. Yeah. His son's up in Santa Maria, actually. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. a DJ, DJ. And then um, after that... Um, you started to get uh, all the people from Fairtex yeah. who were coming to the Bay Area, and then uh, Combat Fitness with George Tsutsui. Oh, nice. They have a strong team. Yeah. I've read their fights. I'm like, who are these guys? And I saw Team Tsutsui. I'm like, oh. I know. I've kept my eye on Whenever I see them on the roster, I'm like, i got to be on my toes as a referee, too. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are fucking fast. You know, I have to catch them. I'm like, yeah. whoa. They're strong and durable. I learned yeah. a lot when I was over there. That's like those, the forefathers. It feels like it's kind of like some of the forefathers of the Bay Area. Like, Kanyao and then yeah. uh, Noom, uh, Jongsanan, yeah, Jongsanan, and yeah. Bunkered. 
um, Jean-Claude Loyer, of course, Alex F14 Gong, and then um, rest in peace, and then uh, and then George, yeah, uh, sir. George so then there's a so funny story. So Bob Carmel, do you know how he ties into Fairtex? I do not. So he met. I, I talked to him. I'm friends with him. He met uh, Philip Wong at a freaking tennis club. He was training Muay Thai at some like fitness club, and Philip Wong saw him training. He's like, "How do you know Muay Thai?" That's how some of like the fair tech stuff started coming over to like Arizona and the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wild. Yeah. But that's why it gives me respect for you guys, because like for me, I'm lucky. I got to just be introduced to just Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't do karate. I wanted to do karate as a kid. I wanted to do kung fu. I wanted to do kempo. I wanted to do all that stuff. My parents were like, no, no, no. So I turned 18. I was able to like get involved. But I always hear about it. I'm like, man, what would my martial arts journey have been like had it not been Muay Thai the first go around? That's why it's like I always respect you people like you who are, are continuing training and, and learning and evolving. So thank it's, you. No, no, yeah. I appreciate it. It's, 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 it's a different time having... You used to get your equipment off a black and white lab ad at the back of a black belt magazine. I remember seeing those. And, yeah. you know, we didn't have Instagram or the YouTube or any of these social media platforms that now allow us to, if we have an interest in something or techniques or we can follow these amazing fighters. So the, the, the information was just not as readily available. So mm-hmm. it was definitely, it's, it's, it was definitely different. Now you can, you can, it's evolved so much. Like what you can do with Muay Thai has evolved so, 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 so much between travel and access to resources of information compared yeah. to the age when we started. It's freaking nuts. Just in the past, like, like 13, 14 years, I think, like where like, YouTube started popping off, like, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, I remember I used to be able to type, you, go on YouTube, I'd type Muay Thai, upload, you know, search by upload date. There may be one new page of new content on there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you can't even keep up with it. It's insane. And then within Muay Thai itself, it's like, then you're like, okay, Muay Thai, I'm sure back in the day, it was like, Muay Thai is just Muay Thai. Muay yeah. Thai is Muay Thai. Now, now it's like, well, what kind of Muay Thai? Muay Mat? Muay Fumul? Muay Kao? Are you a clincher? Yeah, are you from now, Thailand, you're, now you're learning Thailand. all these different yeah. things, and you're learning all these different, like, they all, okay, this gym does more of a uh, low kick, hard punching. This one known for its clinch this one's known for its beautiful technique mm. you know and that didn't even exist it was just all Muay Thai yeah Muay Thai boxing yeah. and so now now you there's so much more layers to it that you have access to either directly through a person um, or through the you know the, the social media platforms and just the internet so it's yeah. a different time what, so for somebody who's been around martial arts as long as you have so with uh, Muay Thai like in Thailand have you been to Thailand you went to Thailand before right I saw you I have right? traveled. I've traveled to Thailand about half a dozen times. Yeah, yeah. And I go to Phuket and Simbi. Simbi. Um, Did you train with Cookie? <laughs> Cookie, yeah. He's uh, in uh, Norway now. Cookie's in Norway. Yeah, he's with my friend Jurgen out there. I went and visited them uh, in 2019. Cookie's Cookie's incredible. Everybody likes, everybody likes Cookie. He's, I mean, he's worked with uh, Liam Harrison, I believe, and uh, a bunch of the people out of the UK as well. I mean, yeah. He's, he's a. He's, Pretty incredible. Yeah, he's married the Norwegian over there. He's, mm-hmm. he's, I'm like, dude, how the hell? I, I have to respect the Thai guys that moved to Thailand to Norway, mm-hmm. where it's dark like 24 days out of the year. So that that shit. That, I'm from California. That's a culture shock. It's brutal, man. <laughs> I feel for them. Environmental yeah, shock. I feel for them, but um, awesome. So like, you've seen Muay Thai progress like with more international influence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is something I always like to ask people: is with with that like in Lumpini now they're doing MMA. They're doing three-round fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing this stuff. So, uh, for me personally, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. But what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I, I like I like all the combat sports. I kind of wish they maybe 
stay in their own lanes, though, and this is allow MMA to be MMA and allow Muay Thai to be Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. And um, but I mean, it's it is what it is. I think yeah. we'll kind of see what's going to happen. Yeah, huh? we'll see what happens. I know a lot of it is 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 motivated by financial gain, um, as well as expansion. You know, they don't want they want their piece of the MMA game or they want their piece of the Muay Thai game, and and, and it's understandable. It's not good or bad or anything. I just think that's where it's at. Yeah, for sure, you know, money. But I like. Uh, I like, you know, at, at Simbi, for example, like, they're pretty straightforward about being Muay Thai. You can be an MMA person coming to sharpen your skills there, but you don't see too many people from Simbi doing MMA. No, maybe, no. Maybe in the future, I don't know. Sing is, Sing is you know, but they kind of keep it pretty, pretty yeah. straightforward, and I appreciate that about that about them, you know. Good, so. yeah. It's just like authentic. Like I was telling you, like, we have an MMA school next door. Yeah. It's like, we're just Muay Thai. It's not, it's like, we're we're in martial arts industry, but we're like not in competition with each other. Same as jujitsu, two blocks that, down State Street, and there's jujitsu two blocks up State Street, and there's one four blocks like east of here too. It's like it, it's we're all a community. And technically, yeah. I, mean, I consider myself a striking coach more than anything, just because I've had of all the time I spent, and it just yeah, evolved. Pad work, pad work came out of passion of mine. But um, I mean, probably the highest level of of cornering and training I've done was professional MMA. Mm. You know, and uh, when you know, up in up in of all places in Vancouver, Canada. So, who do you guys went to Vancouver for a uh, fight? Battlefield Fight League. Oh, okay, is, is that is it? Is that Mohammed Hamoud, Mike Hamoud? Yes. Yeah, I know Mike. I've been up there. Is it, is it at the casino. Yeah, at the. Uh, oh man, I can't remember the name off the top of my. Head. I can't. It's been. It was it's while. Kinda, yeah, but it's outside of, of Vancouver. Dude. Battlefield Fight League, and, when, and Carlos the Virus Galvan. Yeah. He went up there and, and fought. Uh, um, Cole Smith, the number one, and I think the bantamweight at the time, he's uh, who signed up to the UFC now, I believe. Um, damn! But it was really fun. Coquitlam, Coquitlam, Coquitlam. Yeah, it was a hard rock at the Coquitlam. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. right there on the waterfront. And those guys, I met those guys when I met. They're such really, really good guys. The promoters. Did they have you stay at that shithole hotel where it smells like fish? No. Thank God, dude. I went there. I'm like, there's like a fish, like, it's one like, you know, like a, like rotten fish. Just a, like, every time I went outside, man. And they're like, yeah, the hotel's closing down like in three days as soon as you guys are gone. Yeah, there's been, but, some, I mean, there's some promotions that like, they set you up in a hotel and like, uh, we were kind of shocked. We were with some of the youth competitors and, and, and this was here in California and they like put us in a hotel and like the first thing we see as we're walking up with these young people that we're training is that we see a BMW kind of bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Turns oh, out geez. the locals are telling us, like, yeah, that's probably not the best place for the, <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, God. <laughs> you know, that's that's been, like, uh, for, so, like, going up to, um, you know, no, no, hey, I'm, I'm Mike Hamoud. That was a great event. He took care of us oh, big no, time. Yeah, he's he, great. He's, they were very, very yeah. generous. They were very generous. Vancouver's, Vancouver's funny. For anybody that's, like, grew up in the U.S., I remember, like, I don't know if it's still like this, but, like, the pay stations for parking, there was no, like, arm to stop you from going. It's like, put your money in the box and drive away. I'm like, dude, if that shit was in America, they'd be broke. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, it was a polite suggestion. Yeah. That was a... If you feel like it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, But, uh, you know, it was funny. I have a story about that. My bank, I, I'm pretty sure I'm on a list somewhere. <laughs> Because I didn't know him as Mike Hamoud. I didn't know it was Muhammad Hamoud. So I get him. He transferred money for the travel and stuff. And my bank calls me and says, like, hey, um, we need to talk to you. I'm like, about what? They're like, you're on a recorded line. Da, da, da. And they're like, um, you have a transfer from a Muhammad Hamoud. I'm like, I don't know Muhammad. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you're like, uh, and I, I hit up Mike. I'm like, hey, 
Mike, what's what's your actual first name? He's like, oh, it's Muhammad. I'm like, oh man, you put me on the list, bro. <laughs> he, he's a great guy, and he's he's always talking. That I, I have to respect that promoter hustle. Yeah. Did he have like earpiece in when he's with you guys talking the whole time? Uh, I think so. Oh, there we go. Up. Yeah, he did. He, he was he was always he was always got something. You could tell he had a lot of uh, brands and fire. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Irons and fire. Yeah. How many, how many have you been up there after that? I have not. Uh, it was just that one time we did that, and at that particular year, I got a chance, an opportunity to train in corner. Didn't always work out. We did some traveling, but I was in Canada, Thailand, New York, San Diego, Arizona, Anaheim. And then all over the Bay Area. It was, just, it was just probably the most active year I ever had. And I think after that, just kind of tapered off. Good. You fun. deserve it. That's why you don't have as many gray hairs. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I was like, just pile like five more years of that on. That was that was me. I was like, I went to China and I came back and I was in Thailand like a month later. It was it was stupid, but like also worth it. Yeah, your life resume is amazing though. Yeah. Right? It's, How it's, many people can say they did that? No, I, I got very lucky though, but that's why like you guys didn't have it that easy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where it's like those opportunities are in there. It's the same thing that like we're doing. Now we have like these tournaments. You have TBA, you have USMTO. WKA, you know, the opportunity, to is, yeah. the opportunity to compete on whatever organization a platform is just readily available now. It's crazy. Yeah, and it, then it was smokers. It was it was it was, it was a it was an eight by eleven thing that the the whoever the admin person of the day was put together, printed out on their printer, from, you know. <laughs> and they said you're gonna fight this and, guy. And yeah. then you walked in and it, you gave him some information. That you stepped on a scale together. You guys are close enough. They threw you in the ring, and if they couldn't find somebody, drag someone out of the crowd who was yeah. who was trained. Yeah, <laughs> you know? who want, hey, do you want to fight? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. They're, they're doing those kinds of things. Yeah. There's no medical staff on board. No, nothing. that's probably why the things that kind of went to. That's like, probably why things are now where they are. They had to have someone who regulates things. Obviously, they want some protection. I mean, I remember going to an event, and in the first first round, you can imagine what this must have been like for people who are going to their first smoker event. First round, the guy gets head kicked and drops and won't wake up for five minutes. Oh, shit. And I think that... So that you were being irresponsible with the kind of, with what we had, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... It happened. It was, it was a solid kick. It was yeah. a good technique. <laughs> and in the person who threw its defense, there was, the other guy came in like hot-headed with a, with a lot to say. Uh-huh. And, uh, fought a little dirty and so he put him to sleep just yeah it wasn't Sweet. but it was it was before what we have now it was before yeah whatever sanctioning body right. stepped in and said hey this is dangerous we need to make sure that but and whatever other reasons and motivations they may have had well what was crazy is the state of california had every opportunity in the book to start sanctioning it every opportunity they, they did like csac did some stuff a while but it wasn't there wasn't enough activity for them to make it worthwhile financially for them mm-hmm. But when they started seeing all these smokers pop up, they realized they weren't making money. Yeah. So that's where they started all really right. cracking down. I, I was I was trying to be diplomatic. I was you don't have. There, I mean, but absolutely. But yeah, it's it's money. I mean, <laughs> there are for people that don't know, like CSAC is under the Department of Consumer Affairs. As people, it, there it is. That's money. Yep. Money for the state. Everybody wants their peace. Exactly. It's doing well. I want my peace. Yeah. Hey, you guys are doing really good. Hey, so where's my money? <laughs> the funny thing is, now you look at all that. And they didn't think it was a big enough effort to want to do all that stuff. And now it's on the table for an Olympic sport. Yeah. So, like... I, 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 I hope I hope something like that happens. Also, at the same time, I hope it doesn't get ruined. And uh, that way, like, you see... We have World Games qualifiers coming up, which is cool. Uh, but then, like, I see some of the stuff from an officiating standpoint 
how it could be getting pushed towards what we're seeing happen with USA Boxing right yes. now. So, or just with Olympic Boxing, you saw they, they took boxing on the Olympics because of corruption. Mm-hmm. All right, and do you know where the corruption was from? I don't. I don't. From the from the Russian team. Uh-huh. There's the Russian referees. So one of the biggest uh, ring official groups in IFMA. Mm-hmm. I may get barred for this. I don't. I don't fucking care. Whatever. I, I'm not that important. But is uh, the biggest ring official team in IFMA is Russians. Mm-hmm. And the biggest proponents in IFMA are Team Russia. They could literally have a whole tournament themselves, and it would look like a world championship because how many people were there, yeah. right? Have you been to the IFMA tournament? I've Yeah. So I, you, you, I went one time. We sponsored the Team USA. I went there and just seeing like the amount of people in Russia and the amount of Russian ring officials, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like they're they're very involved. But then you see this stuff happen with boxing. You see the, some of the rule changes that are being pushed by it. I could see it. It, it could, it's a very slippery slope. It so is, it, it could. It's like anything. It's like you want to see it grow. You want to see it succeed. But it gets to the point where it gets so big. And then the different elements with different motivation. It starts off with good intention, and just things start just to kind of it just gets to the point where you can't control all the facets, and then you're going to bring in some of those negative facets. And, and just like you said, it gets so big that inevitably you get some bad apples. Yeah, and that that does concern me. Like the 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 enjoyment of just I just want to come in, I just want to train for whatever. Everybody can just come train for whatever reasons, but then you're going to get all this. I don't know all these different elements in it. Um, Influence it, and I just—I worry that it's just going to take away, take away from it somehow. Yeah, and the only time will kind of tell with that, right? I'm excited for the growth, but I, I have my concerns of what the cons of that growth, big growth, yeah. have brought to other sports. You know, I always make a joke. Um, you know, it's like uh, the more you're gonna have, like you know, fast forward in a few years, you have like a Muay Thai bro because mm-hmm. it's like, man, do we do we want that? You no, know, it's like no, no. you want them to be understand the the culture. You know, yeah. so. I worry. I worry. I mean, I've, I've gone from back to back from a, like a Muay Thai event to an MMA event, and I absolutely positively. Uh, it's it can be the, the crowd and what it draws and, and the the culture behind it is absolutely night and day. Is, it, is she with you? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know we can start wrapping it up. I know you guys got going okay. and stuff, but um, how can people find you? Uh, Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh, no, DG, what's it called? DG. DG combat sports club okay you'll send it to me i'll put it in the show notes for the podcast and stuff man but um thanks for coming by and and visiting us it's nice to like meet you in person stuff too absolutely you guys thank you for allowing me i mean i'm i'm a little guy in a big 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 ocean (laughs) yeah i mean that can go for all of us though you know so uh thank you enjoy the rest of your time in the sb appreciate it brother thank you thank you all right that's it today guys thank you so much for tuning in If you guys are listening on iTunes, please go leave a review. It means the world to me if you enjoy the content, if you like hearing about all stuff that has to do with Muay Thai and what we're doing. Also, uh, there's another way to support us. If you guys visit our Patreon link, it's in the show notes. Uh, Also on our YouTube, if you go to pmplifestyle.com, there's a Patreon link up at the top. Uh, You can support us for as little as $5 a month. Uh, to get some behind-the-scenes footage, things of that nature, to see what we're doing behind-the-scenes for Poopy Muay Thai, what we're trying to get going. Uh, Also, you can get some early access clips. You can also get t-shirts, merchandise, and a few other things as perks of being a patron. Uh, Again, go check that out. It's at pmtlifestyle.com.